You're listening to the Art of Everything on SAFM. It is uh, Lyra coming through with the uh, Itlesha, and of course, uh, going back to back with Amy Winehouse. That is how we open up the uh, musical selections uh, this evening, right here on the Art of Everything, uh, between eight and midnight on SAFM. Our very first guest for the night on Made in SA is none other than Zizi Poposwa. She literally is a dynamic force within the world of arts and culture, needing absolutely no introduction uh, from those who are familiar with her incredible, intriguing body of work that uh, interrogates ancestry, it interrogates our relationship with self, it interrogates what it means to be African, and of course it finds itself um, as part of really significant collections worldwide, both in museums as well as private and corporate collections. She joins me now on the line, Zizi Poposwa, um, who is Cape Town-based and co-founder of Imisu Ceramic Studio and Galleries based out in Cape Town. Good evening to you, milady. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am fantastic. And might I say just once again, I mean, I know last week I kept you holding, I disrupted your plans. (laughs) And you were so gracious to understand that our conversation ran over last week. Um, and uh, you were like, you know what, we can do it again next week. So thank you so much for allowing me a second chance and for allowing me your time tonight. Uh, I don't take it for granted. And might I add also, Zizipo, please pardon my voice. I have literally swallowed a bullfrog. I'm recovering from bronchitis. Um, and this is my first attempt this week to actually even speak. <laughs> I've been on <laughs> vocal rest for the last four days. Uh, I haven't spoken a single word. <laughs> so, no, you actually sound quite clear. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Let's get straight into, I mean, straight into it. You are probably one of the most important voices in the world of arts and culture right now. Um, working in a medium that a lot of people really take for granted and don't give it the kind of, um, you know, the kind of importance and prominence that it rightfully deserves. So let's start at the beginning, considering that this is made in SA um, and find out a little bit more about Zizi Poposwa. Um, You know, born and bred in Cape Town, I'm presuming. uh, But how did you get into the world of ceramics? Okay, so I was actually born in Amtata in Eastern Cape. Ah, Yes, um, I was raised there. I was born by a very powerful woman who raised me together with uh, my cousins. We were probably like 10 in the house, uh, but she paid attention. She saw that I was creative and she encouraged me to be free and, and create. Mm-hmm. I was allowed to sketch on the walls. I could draw on the fridge um, and she really took art seriously and I actually never knew what art was um, until she kept on telling me that you're actually creative and she encouraged it. And yeah, I knew I was going to be an artist from a young age and mm-hmm. I was fortunate for that. And and ceramics, I mean, you know, um, I, and I know this because 
I've got a sister who studied fine art at Wits, and, and I do know that ceramics is not the ugly stepchild of the arts. In fact, <laughs> it's quite <laughs> the opposite. It, 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 you know, from, from the discipline broadly, ceramics um, it is held in quite high regard, um, you know, as a career option, as a field of focus. But a lot of South Africans just look at it as, you know, those things we grew up seeing in our grandmother's mm. cabinets. Yes. We constantly have to keep on educating our people. We understand it's not something they're exposed to, but for, you know, to think about it, it's something that has been actually been created. It's been done by uh, people uh, in the Eastern Cape, well, in Africa as a whole. It's mm. the um, we just have to, you know, acknowledge it and bring it back. Uh, it's a dying practice. And I was fortunate to actually uh, meet my business partner who majored in ceramics. Mm. I um, studied in Port Elizabeth Technicon, which is now called NMME. And I majored in textile design. Um, and ceramics was, was part of the courses uh, that was given. And I then moved to Cape Town, met Andile, and uh, the rest was history. Yeah. And I mean, you guys have an incredible uh, team there. Uh, Andile uh, Gal- Galvani, yourself, and of course, uh, his partner, his life partner, also forming uh, yeah. that sort of triangle that you guys have going at Imisu. And it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful studio. It's a beautiful workspace for anybody who has not seen it. Uh, they're based in Cape Town. It's the old windmill. Uh, what, what's that area called with the, the fancy? The old biscuit mill, yes. The old biscuit mill. In Woodstock. It's actually uh, almost 17 years. I think this year we're turning 17. Really? And we're one of the first tenants that moved in when they revamped the old biscuit mill. Um, It's been that long with you guys uh, at Emisu? It's been that long. It's been that long. Um, We started with smaller pieces. Um, We started exporting, you know, a few, maybe like a couple of years later. And Mm. work was in demand. Uh, and from there, we moved on to sculptural work, which was mm. quite like large-scale work. And we partnered with Southern Guild. They represent um, our work uh, locally and internationally. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, of which, by the way, um, you know, your, your current exhibition at Southern Guild is just spectacular. I haven't had the opportunity to interface with it one-on-one, um, but I will be in Cape Town for the Investec Art Fair, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping to swing by. Um, but you've had incredible reviews and I completely get why, because, you know, at first glance, I think for any anybody who is knowledgeable, anybody who's curious, um, mm-hmm. anybody who's traveled the continent, you definitely see a lot of Africa represented in your body of work um, and, and you definitely see. Uh, a lot of the conversation that Africans have around identity and in particular with hair. What was the intrigue for you this time around to take that conversation in that direction? Firstly, I'm extremely passionate about Africa as a continent. It's it's part of who I am. It's Mm. my identity. And um, I was inspired by the symbolic power of black hair. Mm. to African womanhood and the practice of styling the hair as well. So I wanted to to honor our ancestors for the world of heritage um, and also to celebrate the hairstylists that um, have connected, I've connected with for over the years. Mm, mm, mm. And and I mean, you know, and what I love is, uh, um, you know, 
I've had this weird fascination. I think I started this conversation around hair and the significance of hair in my mm. previous lifetime, uh, my previous station. So for the past six years, we've sort yeah. of entertained this conversation because it's very intriguing um, and very and, and relevant to, to, to who we are as Africans right now. And I look at your body of work and, and already I see, you know, if you're familiar with the Hembe from the northern Namibia, uh, yeah. you see those influences coming through. If you're familiar with the Fulani of West yeah. Africa, who are the yeah. largest nomadic tribe on, on the continent, you see that coming through. Um, yeah. If you're familiar with the people of the Omo Valley in Ethiopia, yeah. you see yeah. all of that coming through your body of work, which lets me further know that a lot of research went into creating um, this exhibition um, yeah. in order for you to tell a comprehensive story about African hair. Thank you so much. It's actually, you know, this work actually came about while I was busy working on my first solo show. And uh, so I had to, I had to just work on miniature versions of what I was uh, being shown by my ancestors. Mm. So I made about three to four miniature versions of that and I had to park it and attend to the current solo show at the time, which was Ilobola. Mm. Um you know, I saw different um, hairstyles and I wanted to explore, the, you know, the technicality of creating these pieces in, in large scale as well. Mm. Uh, and I saw bronze, which was beautiful material that I was also working on on my on my solar show. Um, yeah, it was quite an interesting process to go through and to create those works. Um, it took me the whole year to put together a body of work of about 20 pieces that are almost two meters high. Wow. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm very proud of, of, of how it came out. Yeah. Now, we've been sort of <clears throat> alluding to the fact that your work, um, it really interrogates topics that affect and impact women, particularly those on this continent, particularly black women um, of African mm -hmm. descent. Um, would you say you agree that you, you, you're quite vested in the lived experience of African women um, and especially how that sort of relates to the things that we hold as valuable, um, you know, whether that be our culture, our identity, etc. Yes, yes. Uh, I've actually, I started creating, um, even learning, I, I taught myself how to do basic hairstyles, like your bunch of knots. Mm. And uh, my aunts and, and cousins also at home, I was surrounded by very creative, you know, people that would uh, do their hair. Mm -hmm. And from there, uh, I also was a model uh, for a hair extension company. And they loved, um, you know, showing my, my face and different hairstyles. And it was particularly the African uh, hairstyles, the traditional African hairstyles. Mm -hmm. and, uh, at home, um, my mom also had a relationship with different hairstylists. And, and so we ended up, um, you know, getting closer to some of them and those relations um, around you know, who they are, where they come from and why they do what they were doing. So for me, it was really to, to honor those, um, those people, those courageous women who work long hours and, and, and also the, the creativity in that. So I see, you know, the, the, the hair, these kind of hairstyles is art mm. and to see the... The, the techniques I use, uh, the craftsmanship that goes into it, and the, and the long hours that uh, go into the making of this hair. Mm. Uh, so I want to kind of like, um, um, kind of like preserve, preserve the 
the staff and also for, yeah, for the next generation, I'll say. Oh, absolutely. And and Preserve, you definitely did. And I think also there's a great sense of pride even, you, you know, um, when, 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 when one sort of interrogates that relationship with hair, with your hairstylist, even with the space. Uh, I know in your previous body of work, uh, there was an exhibition that centered itself around the space of a salon, for instance, um, <clears throat> where a lot of socializing happens, but a lot of education, uh, um, education as well as generational mm. sharing also happens um it's a very sacred space and a very sacred ritual and I, I think so many people would agree that hence there's so much to hair mm-hmm. especially for african women yes totally totally i agree with you even my daughter she's already connected to the lady that does her hair now um and, and she already has like beautiful hairstyles that you know the lady also understands uh and the support that she's you know, from from you know the relationship that we're building. Um, yeah, I, I agree totally with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me about so you when you work on a project like this, Zizipop, because I mean, like you said, up to two meters high. Uh, these are really just statues of magnitude. You know, being exhibited mm-hmm. at the Southern Guild. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you pour your heart and soul into this project for for a year, for you, what what are some of those challenges? Be it uh, mm-hmm. you know from a technical perspective as well as just from an interpersonal perspective because it's got to be spiritual i guess when you kind of just sitting there in studio with your hands with the clay and all these other materials that you work with there's there's a transference of energy into every piece yes you have to be in in a good space um basically i play music and would like in airport to just cleanse the space and be ready for what you know uh, as i'm a person to be ready for whatever my uh, ancestors are channeling through me mm-hmm. uh, so i started beginning of the year sometime in feb and um i explored different types of uh, clay bodies and i actually fell in love with terracotta which i worked with before but uh, not much so i um I explored, it, it's a red type of clay and mm-hmm. quite textured, uh, beautiful, beautiful. So I wanted to explore that for this body of work. And also the pieces I, I had uh, decided that they were going to be black and kind of to celebrate the black power mm-hmm. and, uh, and the hair, of course. And so um, it basically, the process would start with miniature versions of the work mm-hmm. um, and that not guarantee that when I scale up, I'm going to use the same technique. So mm. it just, yeah, it's kind of like changes. And um, as I build, as I create, I kind of like learn the clay also teaches me, um, you know, certain uh, techniques. And, and yeah, I learn from that. It, yeah, it's a, it's a very beautiful process. It goes through different um, uh, stages from uh, after building, it dries. I have to leave it for like two, two weeks, three weeks, mm. uh, depending on how thick the the walls are. Um, also, I have to uh, take it through a drying uh, process mm. and also a, a firing process. That also um, is very important. If if the work is not dry, then it breaks. Mm. And the first uh, batch of pieces that I made, which was amazing, also did not survive because uh, they were not dry and. There's no tool to show you that it's dry. You just have to, you know, 
estimate and <laughs> yeah from there from there then the clay teaches you the lessons even the, the kiln when it goes into the kiln you'll never know until after 24 hours if mm. it survived yeah so yeah. it takes place yeah. I mean, I think every time I hear yourself and uh, Andile, I've had the pleasure of talking to you on a handful of times, talk about your work and the process. The one thing that's very evident is, you, you know, it, it's it's led by spirituality, uh, mm-hmm. first and foremost, and very much grounded in, in your identities and your identity yeah. as a black mm-hmm. woman from Umtata of a particular culture and a tradition. But also there's a sense that the clay in itself holds energy because as you're talking about, you know, um, and 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 some people go, oh, you know, they're about to roll their eyes and go, really, must you spiritualize clay? But uh, <laughs> you, I, as I'm listening to you, there, there's almost a trust that you've got to hand over to the clay at some point yeah. in the process. Um, and be and you know, there's no, as you said, there's no measure of knowing when it's dry. There's no, really? you you've just got to trust it to to be where it's supposed to be and do what it's supposed to do at a particular time. And if it doesn't. Well, I guess that particular piece wasn't meant to be in that was, particular form. Yes, really. It was, it was, it was not meant to be. And uh, you just have to... Yeah, it's got that element of surprise, which is, you know, also great. Because sometimes you don't know what's going to come out. You kind of have an idea, but, you, yeah, you only can see after the, the kiln has cooled down. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, might I say, Zizipo, before I let you go... Um, might I say, you know those miniatures that you use to ideate? <laughs> For those of us yeah. who can't afford the two-meter statues. <laughs> you know, those are actually, I ended up um, finishing those and making them ready for uh, for sale. So they are available and they, yeah, they're quite affordable. So you should actually get in touch with Southern Girls and they show you what they have. Fantastic. Music to our ears. That is what I love to hear. Uh, Zizi Poposwa, thank you so much for taking the time. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. That was, of course, uh, Zizi Poposwa. The exhibition Ubu Bokoko, Beauty of Our Ancestors, her solo exhibition is currently on at Southern Guild in Cape Town. It's going to be running um, for the better part of uh, the month. Actually, it it ends on the 2nd of February so you can still catch it right up until the 2nd of February hopefully uh, if not you can see Zizipo on Instagram and of course if you go onto her Instagram page uh, at Zizipo Poswa or at Southern Guild you get to see the works they absolutely are incredible um, they just are so striking it's the kind of works that cause people to stop pause and spark a conversation. And I always say that art is polarizing. It's either you like it or you don't. It's either it emotionally moves you or it doesn't. Um, One way or another, though, you will form an opinion, especially about these particular sculptures. And I'm so excited now that she's saying that the miniatures um, are available at Southern Guild because it means that they can fit into my little house. It's just gone 22, 9 o'clock right here on The Art of Everything.